Hello everyone, welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast, your favorite young adult bookworm. This week, as you probably already know by the title, I will be retelling the story of COVID, the third book of the Crave series by Tracy Wolf. I also wanted to remind you that you can now find me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this uh, podcast. I post there some exclusive content you won't like to miss out on, so go follow me. Now, let's talk about the book. First of all, this book starts with an advisory message from the author, telling us that this book includes many panic attacks and that it might be triggering for some, and also some intense torture scenes that might be triggering too. When I read that, I was like, oh, whoa, uh, that is intense, but I thought it was going to be once or twice. But no, Grace basically has a panic attack every chapter, which I found a little bit weird since she has like panic attacks. Everyone knows it since like book one, but like, like not as many. And like, they all know right now that she has panic attacks all the time and no one does anything. And I was like, okay, mental health, who is she? I do not know her apparently. So if you plan to read this book, just be advised because there are many panic attacks. Well then, now I will talk about the story. The book starts a few weeks after we left out in the second book. Grace is dating Jackson, even though she's mated with Hudson. But she loves Jackson, you know? Even though Hudson is way better. If you don't believe me, go listen to my podcast on Crush. It is clear who is the best out of the two brothers. But well, since Grace loves Jackson. She continues dating him. And this just makes everything awkward. Like when the three of them are in the same room, it is just so, so awkward because Grace can't be affectionate with Jackson when Hudson is there and stuff like that. Everything is horrible and awkward until Jackson finally makes a good decision regarding Grace and he breaks up with her. And she's devastated because she loves him. And they were mates. They were meant to be if it was not for evil, cool and evil Cyrus. Later on, she encounters Hudson in the library and he's ignoring her. And then she's like, why are you treating me like this? And I was like, sis, you literally were dating his brother knowing Hudson is your mate and he accepted it because he loves you. And you avoided him for weeks at all costs and now it is on him that he's ignoring you? Like, get your shit together. Not because you're the main girl, the world revolves around you. Even if it does because you are the main girl. But well... They talk a little and things get better. She tells him about the breakup and stuff. Later on, she decides to go see the blood letter because she wants to break her bond with Hudson so she can date Jackson. And she asks Hudson to escort her there. Like the audacity of this girl. She's like, yeah, you, so you know how painful it was when Cole broke my mate bond? Well, I want to break ours because this was not my choice and I want to date Jackson because we are perfect for each other. Even though since the last book, I've been realizing you are better for me and you get me better and everything feels so right when I'm with you. So now let's go see the blood letter so I can have my toxic relationship back 
and friendzone you. And Hudson is down because he loves her and will do anything for her. So uh, She also asks, asks Jackson to go with her, but he says no, since he is going to the vampire court to see if there is any news about Cyrus, the vampire king, on what he's planning, because obviously he's planning something, and he will want revenge after Hudson turned his bones into dust. And she was like, oh, no. And she also is affected by how he looks. Uh, he looks devastated and cold. And she's like, this is not my Jackson. Why can't we be friends like before? We used to talk about everything all the time. And I was like, mm, no. Since when? You only spend like two, three weeks max with him, the first and second book. And half the time you were making out, discussing because he was being an ass and not considering you his equal, just a defenseless human, or making bad jokes. I think you're thinking of the other brother, so Hudson. With him, you did have conversations about anything and everything, but well... They end up going, just the two of them. They had lots of fun on their way since Hudson didn't treat her like a weak human and he even raced her to the place. And while racing, he noticed that she liked the flowers, so he picked flowers for her. Like, he pays attention to details. He is basically perfect. I don't know what Grace is thinking by wanting to drop him, but well. At the blood letter's lair, the blood letter drops them a bomb of information, so apparently her bond with Jackson was breakable because it was not natural. She created it. So apparently Grace's parents went to see her years ago, and they agreed to the mating bond with Jackson if she would help them like make Grace a gargoyle or something like that. I don't remember quite well the details and that is what happened and that is why it could be broken because it was fake and Hudson is her real mate the person she's destined to be with but Grace is like mm, no but I want Jackson she's so exasperating I swear the blood letter tells her that she might be able to break her bond with Hudson if she finds the crown a magical object that gives unlimited powers to the wearer and it happens to be the thing Cyrus is looking for to take over the world and the only person who might know where it is is the unkillable beast but she needs to break his chains first and sincerely I was like sis you have Hudson your true mate what is the obsession about Jackson you guys aren't mates he has a mate out there and you will just go look for the crown and make your mate bond uh, with him again like creating a new bond with Jackson leaving Hudson without a mate and Jackson's true mate without a mate just because you've feel like it? That is so selfish and low-key toxic of you. Why can't you just let go of Jackson? But well, when they come back, Jackson also comes back and apparently Cyrus got the approval from the circle to get an arrest warrant against Hudson for all the crimes he committed before getting killed and resurrected. Once they graduate, so in two weeks, he's going to be sent to the paranormal prison where no one ever has come back. This means Grace is going to have to go to because he is her mate and not being together will be extremely painful for her. So they all decide they now need to find the crown so they can fight back Cyrus and so Hudson does not go to jail. So now they need to find how to liberate the unkillable beast to get the crown. 
they go to the giant's country or city or whatever that is, like the entire gang goes because they need to find the forger who did the chain so they can liberate the beast. There they meet the giant princess who develops an enormous crush on Jackson because, you know, he's handsome and interesting because of his scar that he hides behind his hair. And nothing much really happens there. They are told that the giant who forged the chains happens to be in the jail that they are avoiding. So instead of uh, looking for him, since he's not there, they go look for his wife for more information. They separate to get this information. Grace and Hudson go together, obviously, and they enter a shop. And in that shop, uh, Hudson buys Grace a promise ring. And it is important thing. Like the promise rings are important in this paranormal world. And they are quite like literally promise rings when you give them to like your mate you make a promise that you need to fulfill and obviously the author does not tell us what Hudson promises Grace I hate this this means I'll have to suffer until the fourth book to know so I'll have to wait until September so I am really pissed but whatever uh, in that shop they are told where to find the wife they go visit the wife and she tells them like the entire gang except Jackson who is still with the princess that Cyrus put her husband in jail and that she also has a promise ring that she will never remove because she still has hope that her mate will come back and fulfill the promise. Everyone is touched by this and Grace promises her that she is going to break free the giant. After that the guards of the circle arrive to arrest Hudson but the gang is fast enough to return to the academy before that happens. But before escaping they were battling and Grace uses her earth powers which are pretty dope. Like she can make the trees move and everything and that was like cool like I like those powers back in the academy they talk about what they are going to do next and gradation is coming so everyone is stressed and well it is Grace's birthday they make her a surprise party and everything is nice and everyone is having a good time she's vibing with Hudson the previous days so she told him that she would like to give the romantic relationship a chance and my baby Hudson was so happy I love Hudson so much he's the best and well ever since then they had been vibing but every single time they were about to kiss, Jackson interrupted them. And oh my gosh, every single time I wanted to die. I was like, stop it. Oh my gosh. Like the tension just kept growing and growing. And I was getting more and more frustrated. Just like kiss already, please. I need to like, I need this kiss to be happy. You do not understand how much I need this. Well played, Tracy. Well played. You got me unable to stop reading because I was hungry for that kiss. But well, Back to the birthday party, everyone is having a great time, everything is decorated in hot pink, because once again we are getting reminded how Macy believes Grace's favorite color is hot pink, that Grace's favorite drink is Dr. Peppers, that she eats lots of granola bars, that she loves Pop-Tarts, and that her best friend in the world is Heather. I still do not understand why we are like kept getting reminded of all this all the time. This is so unimportant. Nobody cares about this, but whatever. 
Back to the party, everyone gives Grace a gift. Uh, Hudson tells her that he will give her a second gift when it is just two of them. And I was like, he, 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 what is that second gift? Later on in the book, he takes her on a study date and he makes her choose between three rocks. And the one she chooses, he crushes it and with like a lot of pressure on his palm. That's how he crushes it. And when he finishes, uh, there is a beautiful diamond. And to this, I was like, OMG. Like my main man, Hudson, is raising the standards way too high. Like now I expect guys to crush in their hands stones and make diamonds for me. Like if I don't have this, I don't want it. And he also gave her a book. Like he gifted her my two favorite things in the world, jewelry and books. He's quite literally the full package. I do not know why she's still doing whining about Jackson when she has freaking Hudson Vegas her mate. He freaking made a diamond for her. Like, come on, Grace. Back again to the birthday party. Jackson gives her the painting of the first book, of the first book, like the one that she saw in his room. So like the claimed painting. And that is when she realizes things between them are over and I was like girl it was over ever since you guys broke up like you can't expect him to be your bestie after all that happened things are going to be different people got hurt like you can be friends but like it is never going to be the same once the plate is broken even if you stick all the pieces together it is not going to be the same just let him be for god's sake I swear I can't with this kind of people who still want to be friends with their ex-romantic like yeah you can be friends again but it's never going to be the same jeez but wow back to craze uh she has hudson vega who is 100 times better this is so frustrating oh and i forgot to mention but the day hudson gives her the diamond they finally kiss Oh my gosh, I had been waiting so long for that. And it was savage kiss. So it was amazing. I needed so, so much for like my happiness. Like I could not be happy without a kiss. And what they kissed, I was happy. So I was really, really happy. Later on, Flynn invites them to a dragon festivity at the dragon court. They all go except Jackson and the Order who go to the vampire court to try to talk with the vampire queen to see if she can help them somehow. After all, Hudson is her favorite child. The dragon queen, Flynn's mom, assures them that they will be protected there and also that there was a dragon who escaped prison, so maybe she can help them with the prison thing. But when they arrive, she arrests Hudson in grace loses it and she ends up talking one-on-one with the dragon queen they agree that they need to defeat cyrus so the queen liberates hudson and tells grace that she's like siding with her she also tells her to go look for the ancient witch um she's um called the crown no not the crown the crone yeah and she's like um the one who helped the dragon escape so she might be able to help them Before going to look for the witch, they enjoy the dragon festivities. One of them is a ball, but Grace did not bring an adequate dress for the occasion, but fear not, because Hudson, the ultimate best mate, sends her a bunch of dresses and shoes, so like to her and Macy, so they can choose one and wear it to the ball. I was literally living all my romantic fantasies with this book. I know the ball scene was super cliche, but it is the cliche I love. It was so good, and when they kiss while dancing, there were fireworks, 
lyrics, it was so good. I loved every part of it. Later on the na- uh, that night, they go to Grace's room, like just Hudson and her, and you know what happens next. I won't give any details because I don't think it will be appropriate. But if you're interested, you can go read the book. But well, the next morning, my beloved Hudson tells her that he loves her. And she goes like, oh my gosh, I love him too. But I can say it out loud because every time I've loved someone, I lost them. So annoying. I was like, this is, is this you, Chase, from the Mortal Instruments with to love is to destroy once again? So annoying. Why can't you tell him that you love him? Why do you hate me so much? I felt emotionally attacked. Like, why can't they be happy? I need them to be happy, so, to be happy myself. But well, Hudson is like, I understand you don't feel the same way. And I was like, no, Baby Hudson, no, stupid Grace. And Grace is like, it is just the mate bond. What we are feeling is not real. It is only because of the mate bond. I swear I can't with her. Why can't you be happy with Hudson who loves you and is always there for you? These main female characters, I swear. These toxic people who keep choosing the wrong person. Jeez. Later on, Jackson and the Order arrive, and they go look uh, with the rest of the gang for the witch the Dragon Queen had told them about. When they arrive at the lair of the witch, they are like, what the hell? Because her house is made out of gingerbread, like the one of the witch of Hansel and Gretel. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, I guess there must be something important, like... This must be relevant to the plot. But just like the hot pink and Heather, it was not important whatsoever. But it was kind of funny. The witch doesn't let Jackson enter because she says he is soulless. She tells the gang how the world was created and how the gargoyles uh, died. She also gives three flowers to Grace that her arm absorbs. These flowers will make them fake their deaths once they are sent to prison so they can escape. However, there is a price to pay. The witch tells her that one day she will need something from her and Grace will have to give it to her. Everyone tells Grace not to take the deal and she like the main character that she is, she accepts it. It is not like in every movie and every book ever this kind of deal ends up causing a bigger mess but whatever she accepts because she is the main character and she wants to protect her friends and she's willing to do anything if it means for her friends and family to be safe. The main character should know better. The complex hero always comes to bite them in their ass at the end, but well. After that, they return to the school and then Jackson loses it. He attacks Hudson and everyone is like, no, stop it. But then Grace steps up and goes like in the first book and she's like, I know you guys, I know you're better than this. And she stops the fight because she is special. Then Jackson tells her that what the witch said is true. So apparently when the mate bond broke because it was against their wills, their souls broke and he is 
is dying slowly. Every second that passes, his soul dies more and more. Grace's soul is fine because of her new mate bond. Hudson's soul is keeping it like her, like her soul together. After this declaration, they come to the conclusion that the best course of action is to break the bond between Grace and Hudson so she can create a bond thanks to the crown between her and Jackson. And to this, I was like, but isn't Hudson's soul going to break if they do that? Like, can they just not go find Jackson's rightful mate? Like, I can find the logic to this, but whatever. And when they decide that, Hudson's heart breaks because just like he said in the previous book and I quote I will never make you choose between me and him because I know you will choose him and I was like no baby Hudson no like Hudson and Grace are meant to be you can't do this to me Tracy it took so long for them to kiss and be somehow happy and now you're doing this to me I was so I had to take five after that because my poor baby Hudson, he doesn't deserve this. But well, the good ones never get what they deserve because life is shitty and sometimes it rewards rewards shitty people instead of deserving people. And I know I should probably stop projecting my personal issues in this podcast, but whatever, this is my podcast and I do whatever I want. This is cheaper than therapy either way. But well, it is graduation day, and since Hudson is finally graduating, Cyrus can finally arrest him because he is no longer under the protection of the Academy. The Dragon Queen comes to arrest him, even though she had promised Grace to give them a week, but she backstabbed her. And then Cyrus backstabbed the stupid Queen uh, because she Uh, He also arrests Flint, her son. Grace tells them she's also going to the prison because her mate is going. And when your mate is going to prison, you can request to go too because it is too hard to be apart from your mate because of the strong leg and stuff and blah, blah. Well, they arrive at the prison, but they put them like bracelets so they cannot access their powers. Flint asks the prison people to be put uh, like, like... all of them together in the same cell as Remy as his mother instructed him. In the cell, they meet Remy and Calder, who are besties. Remy is a warlock and Calder is a manticore. Remy was born in the prison, so he has no bracelet and has access to some of his powers. He tells them that he can see the future and he saw Grace coming and that she was going to give him one of the flowers to escape. But now there are six people that they need to break out of prison and they have just three flowers. I am going to skip many parts of the prison because if not, this episode will never end so to meet the giant um, who is in prison two they need to pass a process where the prison tortures them Remy can get out of it um, and he can get out Grace uh, too but not the others so the others go through six days of mental torture when they finally make it, they arrive at the market. There, Remy sends the others to, the, to do things and he takes Grace to get herself tattooed because he had seen in his visions of the future that she will need a tattoo. To this, Grace was like, oh my gosh, how am I getting a tattoo? I am a pristine and proud young lady. It better be small. And she ends up with a full-on sleeve and she's super chill about it. And I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> they then meet the others. Hudson is all beat up because he fought people for money and Flint is drunk and singing to BTS. I was so surprised that Tracy talked about K-pop in her book. I've never seen this before and it was actually nice. Um, vampire book plus BTS. So two things I love together. What a treat. Back to the story, they go meet with Kyron, the guy who runs the prison. They make a deal with him. Hudson and Grace need to fight two giants and he will let Flint, Grace, Hudson, Calder, the Manticore and the giant who made the chains to trap the unkillable beast go. By the way, by the way while Grace was uh, getting tattooed, the giant made the key for the chains of the unkillable beast. Um, Grace and Hudson accept. They are fighting... During the fight, they are losing. Grace is about to give up because she feels like she's just slowing down Hudson and she tells him, just let me die. Save yourself and the others. I love you. And I was like, finally, finally, she tells him that she loves him. I've been dying for this moment. But I also was super annoyed with her for giving up. I was like, put your shit together, Grace. Hudson tells her that too. And he gives her a super intense speech. And I was like, oh, Hudson, you're so perfect. And well, after the speech, she's like, you know what? You are right. I am badass and Hudson and I were like finally grace and she comes up with a plan and they kill the giants. Kyron lets them go uh, but before the before that Grace helps Remy recover his powers. She accesses them with the help of the tattoo. It's complicated to explain. Then Remy uses his powers to remove the bracelets and Grace gives him a flower so he can escape later on. Once they exit the prison, the rest of their friends are waiting for them outside. Macy opens a portal that takes them to where the unkillable beast is. Some dragons are flying there protecting the place, so they think uh, they are good, but then witches and vampires come out of nowhere and they attack them. And then Grace hears Flint screaming, his leg is basically destroyed, so she uses her powers to try to heal it and save his life. Hudson and Jackson take turns to give Grace's power to save Flint. She's doing her best, but there is so much she can do. And Flint is dying. Look at Flint's boyfriend and a member of the Order comes to give Grace energy. And then he gets killed by a wolf because just now wolves arrive and they are attacking them too. And then Jackson comes and tells her that Cyrus bit him. So he is dying and he implores Grace to take what he still has of power to save Flint. And Grace is suffering because she is in this impossible situation. And then Hudson is there and he's also suffering because of this and he's, it was just like horrible it was, I was suffering so so much everyone is getting tired there are too many enemies fighting against them so Grace looks at Hudson who looks at her intensely and that is when she realizes that he will burn the world for her and she nods to him he uses his destructive powers and knocks out and pulverizes many of the paranormal attacking them and he tells the rest I am showing you mercy so run and they do and I was like oh my gosh Hudson like there is nothing more attractive than a guy ready to burn the world down to ashes for the girl he loves that was hot h-o-t hot 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 but i 
could not enjoy it that much because Flint and Jackson were dying. Grace cures Flint, but she can't save his leg. And then she goes to Jackson, who is about to die. And Flint wakes up and he realizes what happened so that his boyfriend is dead and Jackson is dying. To that, the Dragon Queen arrives and she's like, this is all my fault. I am going to solve it. So she takes out her dragon heart and gives it to Jackson. This means she won't be able to ever turn again into a dragon. That is the ultimate dragon sacrifice. I swear, guys, this was happening 40 pages before the end and I was dying. There were so many things going on. But well, now Jackson is saved and his soul is fine. So Grace and my baby Hudson can be happy together finally um oh and during the battle she tells uh hudson that if she had to choose between jackson and him she will choose him because she loves him and oh my gosh you do not know how happy i was when that happened i fangirled when she said that i was so 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 happy after that, they go inside the cave where the unkillable beast is. They liberate it. The gargoyle returns to his human form and gives the crown to Grace. The crown is like a tattoo that he passes from his hand to hers. But before giving it away, he tells her that she needs to give the crown to her. And by her, they all think he's talking about his mate. And she agrees once again, making promises to strangers. I will not be surprised if one of them comes biting her in the ass in the next book. After that, they return to the academy, which is completely destroyed. There is no one, just the nurse. She tells them that Cyrus attacked the academy and took everyone. The attack in the unkillable beast lair was just a distraction. So everything is a man. Flint has no leg. Luca is dead and Cyrus kidnapped all the students and probably Grace's uncle, the headmaster, to extort her in the next book. It is a mess, they do not know what to do, and the gargoyle man tells them, you need to find her, she will be able to help, before turning to stone. Really helpful. Um, so now they need to find this lady who they do not have any idea who she is, and basically save the world. And to add drama to the cliffhanger, Hudson says it is time for him to tell Grace what does the green string inside her means. My friend Catherine and I have so many theories about the string, we spent hours talking about it oh my gosh i hate cliffhangers i am so annoyed that i have to wait until september to know what is going to happen but on the bright side grace finally chose baby hudson so i am beyond happy because hudson is a superior vegan brother it was about time grace i i like i mean it only took you two books to realize this but well i forgive you because you told him that you love him so everything's all right I forgive you, Grace. Now, it is time for my final review. I think overall the book was okay. As in the previous two books, it takes a long time for it to arrive at the action scenes. There are some in the beginning, but the problems get solved way too quickly, which is kind of boring. Also, Jackson interrupting Hudson and Grace every time they were about to kiss was so so annoying. By the same time, it built like it built up the tension between them. So when they finally kissed, it was amazing. I also felt that the panic attacks in every chapter were a little bit too much. I think it just takes so like too much of the story, you know. Um, there is one every ch chapter, mo like mostly, so it kind of gets annoying of how repetitive it is. Also, some scenes are super cliche, but I love cliches. That is why I read this book, so I am not complaining. The dress and the ball scenes are literally the most cliche thing ever, but did I love every single detail of them? Hell 
Hell yeah, I did. The prison part of the book was kind of painful to read, though. They were just suffering too much and nothing much happens either. I think it could have been shorter. Aside from that, I think Grace becomes more and more mature through this book, which I really enjoy. She has changed a lot for the better, and I really like how she realizes how her relationship with Jackson was toxic and how Hudson is way better for her, since he treats her like an equal and believes in her. And he's there for her when she needs it, in the way she needs it. I am proud of Grace. Way to go, girl. It is not easy to realize and accept that a relationship that you treasure so much much and where you had high hopes is just toxic for you even if you would love for it not to be toxic and therefore you blind yourself not to see it so good job grace good job now hudson oh my god can he get any more perfect he's just the best he's literally everything i want in a boyfriend like he's a vampire he's rich he's super powerful he can make diamonds he loves to read and will literally burn the world to ashes just for grace he's literally the definition of perfection i will send an email to the uh like I would, no, I should send an email to the Oxford Dictionary so they update their definition of perfection because I'm in Hudson, you know? I believe this has been the best book out of the three of them, so I will give it a higher score. The highest so far has been 3.75, so I will give this one a 3.8 out of 5. Well, guys, this episode has finally come to an end. Please do not forget to rate, share, and subscribe, mostly on iTunes, if you liked my podcast. It will really help my podcast reach more young adult book lovers. Also, please go follow me on my Instagram account and leave in the comments what do you think of this book. And if you are Tim Hudson or Tim Jackson, I am really curious to know if there are more Jackson or more Hudson stands. Well, I will see you in one or two weeks depending on how tight my schedule is due to finals. The next episode is going to be about the third book of the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So get ready for me being a simp for Maven once again. Well, that is all for today. See you soon.